Did you just see my camera? Dude, my camera was like, obviously, this is the center of attention. And it focused in on my crotch for a second. All right, intelligent camera. Yes, get right up here. Eyes up here, Xbox. Hi, everyone. This is Jesse. Uh, sorry for the late posting, but I had two out-of-town trips to Mississippi and New York and wasn't able to post on time, but this is the second half of our sort of rambling recording we made a couple weeks ago. Uh, Alex and Kyle and Mark are all on this recording with me, but we will drop in and out. I hope you enjoy. Bye. That's right. They didn't even have color back then. Yeah. That checks out. Speaking of color, I can't wait to see that uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart movie. I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> no, it, I was a little scared. I was scared. like, what? what's going to follow that? <laughs> what? Whenever you hear a southern man say, speaking of colored, like, oh, wait. Yeah, God, yeah man. No, it's American Ultra, I think. Yeah, that's what it's called. I think it's going to be a good movie. I saw the trailer but, for it. I thought it was enough. Well, Did you see Ant Man? The the I look at that movie. Did you see oh, no. how was Ant Man? Snap, oh, yeah. dude! Tell us about Ant Man. I love that Rudd. movie, Jesse. You were you absolutely one hundred percent nailed it on the description of that movie. Paul Rudd, he he makes that movie really fantastic. He the thing is, is that I w- I really want to like that movie in the first place. So there's a certain bias that I have towards it because of whatever, but he really makes it great, and then the editing, I was like, this is weird, like, there's, there's a, a I've never really left, I, I told Tiffany, I said, I've never left a movie going, I mean, I mean, ever, and I've never just consciously thought this about any movie, regardless of whenever I saw it, the, the original version, but I left the movie going, when they release the director's cut, I want really want to see, like, extended scenes and yeah, things like, like that because I've made. never it was so chopped in some sex it's some sections that I was like what there's two places in particular where it's like man I feel like they cut a solid 20 minutes from this movie yes well there was a part one of the more obvious parts that's not a big chunk of film First, let me get it off my chest that the Russian guy, who's the computer expert, is the worst character that was ever on a Marvel movie ever. That dude, <laughs> he sucks. And like he, his character should have been given to anybody else. They should have just said like, "Hey, this guy says ten words, and he's kind of funny, so let's just give it to somebody. Let's give famous. it to Benicio del Toro. He'll do something." Yeah. With it. Exactly. Let's give it to somebody who can do something with it. But instead, they gave it to this guy, and it's like, no, this dude has nothing. It it, it was, it, and he's supposed to be a computer genius, and then he's like, in part of the movie, he's like, angry woman is yelling loud, and it's like, what, dude? This is so bad. The fact so bad. that I can't entirely remember which character you're talking about kind of makes your point. Yes, he, he was. It was like the the hacker, the computer dude in the in the band of of uh, oh, good criminals. See, I really only remember the uh, Hispanic guy because he was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he was great. And so, uh, in the whenever um, whenever the Hispanic fellow was first 
introducing the gang. Uh, Paul Rudd walks in. He's like, hey, do you want some pancakes? And it's like one of those scenes where they're all just kind of around the table. <laughs> and he's like, who are these guys? He's like, whatever. What, what's going on up in here? And he's like, oh, this is so-and-so. And he's one of my main guys. And he's blah, blah, blah. And it's talking about uh, T.I. or whatever. And it's, it, it, and, you know, he's kind of just a member of the gang. He's, I mean, he's not really remarkable. He's whatever. And he's like, and this is, you know, Vladimir or whatever his name was. And he's a computer genius. And like, he literally, it's a scene of, it's, it goes from a shot of him and he's got his like stupid, like Euro racquetball glasses on. And it goes, and it's like him looking at a computer screen, like, and it goes, to, from his eyes to Paul Rudd, back to him, no glasses. Like, <laughs> it, was like it was like, glasses, Paul Rudd, no glasses. And I was like, wait. I did not notice that. What just happened here? Something is, that was kind of strange. But, um, uh, yeah, okay, so there was a couple sections that I feel like could have been developed a for, little bit more, or maybe... I don't know. It, it's hard to me, explain. I think he did a good job like, in that past episode of explaining how, like, some of the pe- backstory is really dense. And so to explain it takes a whole lot of time. But if you don't do any explanation, it's kind of like weird. Leaves holes. Yeah. I mean, for me, the big, one him, of the big uh, edit points I noticed was when they were doing sort of the montage moment for Ant Man when he was, like, learning to be the ant, learning to communicate with the ant. And there's oh, yeah. a part where he leaves the house where they're doing the training and goes out and sits in the car. And they do something where he makes some ant spin a quarter or something like that. And then they come back inside the house and that whole part of the movie felt like, oh, they filmed like 45 minutes worth of stuff and cut it down to about three minutes. Yes. And you know what else I noticed? So... But not in, in the, the way montages in- normally work. You know what I mean? As in, like, a, <laughs> like it felt bum, really awkward. Bum, bum, bum. It's like they cut out, like, they cut like out all the parts stairs, of the montage eggs, where real progress is made. Down. You know, all the, when you do a montage, it's like, okay, he's lifting 5-pound weights. Oh, now he's lifting 15-pound weights. Oh, now he's lifting 45-pound weights. This is yes. the part where it's like, he's, like, drinking water, and you see 45-pound weights in the background, but you don't really know what that means. Yeah, like well, it's, it's like they pulled it, out the wrong parts of the montage. <laughs> well, it, here, one of my one of my things, my main critiques of like the whole the process that Hank or that uh, that he has to go through is like or that's left out is that let's whenever Cross Labs is being you know first like identified or is it Cross Darren. Who cares? Cross or whatever the guy's name is, the main bad guy. Can't remember his name. Um, Mark. And then (laughs) Mark. Yeah. So you have that, and then you also have Hank. And you have this dichotomy between the the pim particle and this new one that is yellow, is a liquid in a little vial, and they're both kind of like little mutagen vials, right? Yeah. And. It's like in the very beginning of the movie, you see uh, like a whole array of pim particle vials, red vials, and like just scattering a lab. And somebody's going to try to walk out with them, and they're like, "Hank, you're supposed to be in Africa," and blah blah blah. And 
is is like, oh, okay, cool. Well, these are going to play a big role in the movie, right? And of course they do because they make things shrink and they make things grow and the whatever. But whenever uh, the guys from Hydra and Hank are going through the lab and they're demonstrating that that the villain can now shrink organic matter. And he's like, okay, yeah, I've reached this point, you know, and I'm right where you were, and you're a douchebag, and, you, you know, I'm the, I'm justified in my suspicions of you all along. Uh, the dude from the past, he's like, yeah, we'll pay all this money for it. And the guy's like, oh, well, it runs off of these particles, you know, it doesn't run on diesel. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, you know, and at that point in time, I thought to myself, okay, this is going to be kind of like how, you know, th- there's a, there's a different, there, or there's a diverge, th- there's two different thoughts that diverge from like a Spider-Man storyline where you have the Spider-Man that has glands that can shoot spot webs yeah. at any moment. He's just like, oh, I'm just shooting webs from my glands at all the times. And then you have the Spider-Man who is the real one where it was, I mean, not real, but the Spider-Man from the actual comics and stuff where it was yeah. cartridges it was he and and there was a an aspect to who he was and how he dealt with all these situations because the cartridges would run out and sometimes yeah. he'd be like oh i don't have my webs and oh i can't do this and oops pss, pss, he's like sputtering out and whatever and i thought oh okay well it's gonna turn into an occasion where he can't do this or that because he's running low on these little vials of pin particles but that never happens but it never is mentioned no, ever in ever in any context ever again in the whole story. And it's, then also, um, Hank never enlarges himself. Or not Hank, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Red never enlarges himself. And then, which sounds like a different movie altogether, but... Um, <laughs> you You're have, thinking uh, of Giant Man. Yes, Alex, Giant Man. Which is what Ant-Man became. But no, it it does rely. It like, something I was so it seemed like foreshadowing, and it was just never never came to fruition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like, oh, these are a huge deal, and then it's like, well, they're ne- they're not really a huge deal after the fact at all. Like, well, um, one thing that I thought, one problem that I thought the movie would have, which is a problem almost every super movie superhero movie has, is. The villain is the same thing as the hero. Like, in the first Iron Man, who is the big villain? Well, it's another guy in an iron suit. Yeah. In, you know... Oh, yeah. Uh, in Spider-Man, who's the big villain? Venom. That's actually different because the Venom, the symbiote, and all this has this emotional connection to fire- Spider-Man. That one's actually a bit different. But uh, in Superman Returns, who's the big villain? Well, it's other Supermen. Or, or it's not Superman Returns, but Man of Steel. Like, mm-hmm. I think that is the trope that so many movies fall into, where it's like, oh, in Wolverine, who's the big bad guy? It's Sabretooth, who is basically yes. Wolverine, uh, where the bad yeah, guy is that. just an evil version Personally. of the superhero. That happens time after time after time. But in Ant-Man... Dr. Doom, it, he was distorted by the same planet that the other guys were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but in Ant-Man, that really works because... Say that again, Mark? I'm just expanding your point. I agree with you. Yeah. But um, in Ant-Man, it really works because it allows them to shrink the world down to that little point and then bring it back up again and then shrink down and then bring it back up, which is kind of Ant-Man's whole deal. If it was, if he was the only one who could shrink, it wouldn't really make much sense to, like, 
change perspective the ways in the ways that it does. But uh, probably my favorite part of the movie is when they are fight the the two tiny the tiny villain and the tiny hero are fighting on the model train set. And it's 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 so Ezra's good. Ezra it's talked so about funny. that scene all day today. It's he was so like, funny. Thomas ran into him and it was like, <laughs> and it just uh, he he laughed about that all day today. But here's my my one gripe with the point that you're making. Yeah, the montage scene not only had Hank learning how to communicate with the ants, spinning the coin in the car, the scene that you mentioned. But it also had him where they were like, okay, run, and then jump normal size, shrink, and go through the keyhole. And then come and back then to normal size. Re- yeah. Yeah, grow back up to normal size. And this was really, really, really hard for him, apparently. Something that they tried over and over and over again based on the montage. Well, the villain figures out how to shrink organic material and is instantly a badass at being small <laughs> like and shrinking becoming large becoming small but in like in like everything that that ant-man had to work towards to in the montage yellow jacket is already like really 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 good at like enough to almost kill ant-man that was my That's main thing i was like yeah okay well Maybe he's just a lot more hip. See, if you get in an argument with a nerd about that, there's all sorts of things they're going to... It's like, well, uh, (laughs) it's possible he was training with the suit the whole time and we just never saw it, or it's possible he built in an automated AI to control the movements of the suit to make it easier for him. There's all sorts of nerd shit you could throw in there to counteract that, but, you know, that's why you don't talk to me. That's why you don't talk to me. Bye. <laughs> well, see you later. Good night, folks. Wizard <laughs> this was Wizard Disagreements. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but I love the movie, and it, I, I literally, I left there saying, I haven't, I, 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 it was like a really, 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 really feel-good movie, and I don't usually, like, even if I like a movie, I don't leave a movie feeling that, like, good about it, usually. Are, are, are Kyle and Mark still with us? I can't tell. I'm eating some sausage, but I'm here. I'm sorry. Is it sausage? Did you get sausage really from Sonic? <laughs> did you get, did I, you I, like- I went back to Sonic. I went back to Sonic and I ordered a, a sausage Can dog. Can I order up the dog. German menu, please? Can I order up the German Do you have... <laughs> what does that sound? Yeah. All I hear is Kyle say, I'm eating sausage. And in the background, all I hear is... That's my, what that's is my that? dog. My dog's eating right now as well. But look. My dog's taking a bubble bath. I went, I went back to Sonic and I asked, <laughs> I went to Sonic and asked for a regular slush and a, and a plain slush. Woo! What do you think they'd bring me? What do you think they'd bring me if I asked for a regular slush at Sonic, by the way? A regular slush. A regular slush? Yeah, give me a regular slush. Regular. Um, you co- It's like light brown. And it tastes like yeah. tab. It's just soylent green. <laughs> I think ice. they would just give me ice, right? It's just soylent green with ice. What? No, is. regular has got to have a flavor. Regular is like is caramel okay. color and 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 corn syrup and ice. Okay. That's a regular, regular I guess, would be cherry. Like I would think the default. And I said, give me a regular. I think the default flavor would be like a cherry, maybe, or a strawberry. No. Nah, yeah, it's I different. Think just give me a cup of ice. No, dude, you are giving them way too much credit. 
You say give me a regular, they're going to give you a strawberry banana. You have far too high expectations for Sonic, my friend. I saw a movie recently that I was pleasantly surprised by uh, in a lot of ways, and that was I went to see Trainwreck with my wife. And, I don't know what that yeah. movie is. It's uh, the new Amy Schumer movie, and it's got Bill Hader in it. It is, man, it's it's a really surprisingly good movie in a lot of different ways. Because it kind of is really the typical, so. like, oh, we're going to be, it's like, in many ways it is the typical, I'm going to make a raunchy romantic comedy kind of thing, like a Judd Apatow, yeah. Weedy, oh, yeah, yeah raunchy yeah. type comedy, but... Also, in a lot of the other ways, it finds really interesting ways to give different perspectives on situations and provide, like, really interesting insight on, and unnecessarily, like, not even relevant, really, to the to the plot of the romantic comedy. I use quotations for plot because every romantic comedy has the same plot. But, um, yeah. just really unique details. Like, her sister's family has all sort it. <laughs> Her, call it train, uh, her sis- it's train wreck. It's called train wreck, yeah. And uh, the main character's sister's family is really interesting. Like she has married this man who already has a, a son, so she has a stepson, and he is a super dorky guy with this really nerdy stepson. And uh, you know, to a point that they really didn't have to add in those details or that that granularity to the characters, but they do. Like every character in the movie has that sort of granularity to it that really gives you traction for the character development and also there are a lot of sports like real life sports people lebron james is in the movie and he plays a big part in the movie and he's hilarious he's great so there's a lot of really surprise john cena is in the movie and is also hilarious i'm looking at that i was just about to say John Cena is in this movie. John Cena this is, is in amazing, the movie, and he does I've a great see this job. Movie. He's like a, a <laughs> he's like a, a clo- closeted homosexual bodybuilder type character, and he plays it absolutely perfectly in the way to where it's like <laughs> you, <laughs> the stuff he says can be super gay sometimes, but it leaves you going: Is he really closeted gay, or is he just not like, or does he just not know what he's doing? It's it. Uh, but everything like that in the movie is is played perfectly to the point where it there's just a lot of texture to every character and it gives it makes the whole movie it really elevates the movie the writing's great so you watched it on in a theater okay so it's still in the theater yeah it's okay. still in theater so it is like it is dirty it is a raunchy romantic comedy with weed and booze and all that in it but there's this it is really a Judd Apatow style it is like. a Judd Apatow movie but there's yeah, just this yeah, yeah. really interesting texture to all the characters that really makes it work to where you can tell oh Amy Schumer is just a fantastic writer and Bill Hader is just nails it Bill Hader's great oh yeah he's a, he's great I I just listened to a, um like a two and a half hour Judd Apatow podcast on one of my favorite podcasts the other day. He was the guest and it was really good. That guy is hilarious. Like he isn't, I mean, it's not as like, I don't know. You might think he would be one way from like, or this way or that way from the, from his movies, like funny people or whatever. But, uh, it was a very good podcast. I think it's hilarious. Like <laughs> he was, 
I don't know. He, he he's a really good writer and and screenwriter and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it just conversationally, I was I was impressed as well. And so it uh, I hadn't I hadn't even I don't even know if they mentioned this movie when he was on that podcast. They may not. It's I, like a, I may be mistaken in that it's a Judd Apatow movie. Let me do that. No, I do, do think that it was a Judd. I do. I think I was just looking at it and seeing that Judd Apatow was. Involved, I, yeah, director Judd Apatow. Oh, there we go. There you go. But um, I was just really, and it has a lot of uh side characters that are played by just classic comedians, like Colin Quinn is in it. Um, I saw that. I, I that's one thing that uh, that made me want to see it. Colin Quinn makes me think of like a homeless guy that lives mm, out that that begs on the corner outside of her apartment, and I'm David Tell. That's it. David Tell's in the movie, and he only has probably six lines, but they're all great. Dude, David Tell is some of his stand-up from late 90s, early 2000s, and I'm sure if I heard it, because he still does a lot of stand-up, yeah. but uh, I'm sure if I heard his recent stuff, it would just kill me, but his late 90s, early 2000s stand-up was so good, especially around the time when he was doing that Up All Night show. Yeah. On uh man, his, that his was, stuff was always he was amazing. I love I love that guy. He was always he was always funny, and you could tell he really had a, an insight. Like he was a comedian who could make other comedians laugh. But his stuff, oh, really yeah. was, uh, honestly, it always was a little too dirty for my taste. In a way that I could say, okay, you know, this is really funny, and uh, I understand it, but it it's it's just a little too much for me. Yeah, I do understand that. I do. I always say Norm MacDonald is my favorite comedian, but at the same time, sometimes I watch some of his stuff and it's like, okay, this is just too mean. Sometimes he gets too mean. (laughs) It's been actually a point of of, of, uh, argument for Amanda and I since you know since i was early since i was young enough to 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 recognize that it bothered her whenever my opinion <laughs> differed i decided right. to have a i decided to have a stance on the 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 opinion on yeah. the whole deal so mm-hmm. it went from a verified 1 minute difference to a really staunchly upheld 2 minutes that by me so yes uh-huh. 2 minutes Two minutes, it stands. It stands as being a two-minute difference between my sister and I. The, um, that's not the answer to the question that I asked. <laughs> no, what? He has Who a came point. first? Who entered the world first? That's the question. Me, by two minutes, bro. Okay, you never said you. You just said two minutes is the difference. I oh, I mean, I thought, okay, okay, Look, okay, okay. Jesse is desperately trying to wrap this up. No, I'm not at all. Actually, I'm introducing a new uh, a new thread to the delicate narrative we're weaving. Um, oh, okay. So, <laughs> the weirdest yeah. twin thing I've ever seen is uh, I used to stay at Alex's house occasionally, um, and I would see him and his sister fall asleep in the living room because we would stay up late watching some dumb, like watching home videos of us annoying people in cars on the highway. Uh, Oh, yeah. And we would like I would see him and his sister fall asleep in the living room, but they would both be okay. Imagine yourself in a fetal position, 
but like on like start on your knees and then get yourself in the fetal position with your like forehead on the floor, knees on the floor, feet on the floor, and fall Arms asleep. Spaghetti. And I would see both of them fall asleep in this exact same pose. And that was that was the only really weird twin thing I'd, I'd ever see, exactly like Alex is doing right now. And I would see them both fall asleep like that. And almost, it's like they would be in different parts of the room, but in my mind, I could fit the puzzle pieces together and be like, oh, that's, you know, like before they were humans, they slept like this inside of a oh, yeah, another dude. human. I'll still sleep like that for, on my bed, like... Tiffany will come and I remember home that because I would think working all night. And it's impossible for me to fall asleep that way, but here I am seeing two different people falling asleep like that. So it's got to be Tiffany will come home from working all night, and I'll be in bed, and she'll be like, "I try to get home and snuggle with you, <laughs> and you're like a jelly bean face down on the ground, somehow <laughs> like in this weird position. I don't know how you're sleeping that way, and." uh I just kind of like kick you to the kick you to the far corner of the bed, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, how do you sleep like that? That's like Tibetan. I don't know, man. But, but it's I mean, in, it's, it's like, in a fetal position, like, but facing the ground. Yeah, it's right, like fetal like, instead of fetal position on your side where you're sucking your thumb. It's fetal position face down on your knees. And I've seen both he like and whatever. his sister fall asleep bro, your knees in that exact are like same pose. Two, your knees are like yeah. your chest like touching your chest there, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, my my chest is sunk flexible. in, so maybe that helps it. MDMA helps. <laughs> yes, that, that that concave chest has to has to well, you. know, Ezra, <laughs> Ezra and Karis can both sleep the same way, and so I think it's just something that is passed down. It's that Tyrannosaurus Rex DNA. <laughs> Yeah, it is something weird, bro. I think you're a lizard person. I think I was born to sleep inside of a storage unit for six <laughs> hours at a time. <laughs> well, Dude, I mean, that's what being a twin is, kind of. You know, when you're in there, you're packed in tight. I would, I, there's, dude, I would, dude, I would get inside of a storage unit so fast with a time time travel unit. It wouldn't even be funny. They'd be like, okay, you have to sleep inside of this tiny capsule. It's not a sleeping bag. It's not no, the size do it. of a pet carrier. It's smaller than a pet carrier, and you're going to have to sleep in it, and you get to time travel. I'll be like, okay, I'm, I mean, I think I'm pretty cool with that. Nope. I, th- I think I could do that for like six hours. I got to be able to move my arms, man. You flail? You flail when you sleep, Jesse. <laughs> I don't flail when I sleep, but I get, uh, I don't have claustrophobia per se, but I get v- extremely nervous if I cannot move my arms or legs. It's weird. Right. So when you, when, do your arms ever fall asleep and you wake up spasm out or something? Absolutely. Like I've woken up. Really? Sometimes I fall asleep. I everybody, that, that happens to everybody. You fall asleep in a weird position and your arm falls asleep and you wake up in the middle right. of the night and you can't feel your arm. But whereas normal people are like, oh, this is crazy. I can't feel my arm. When I do that, it's like, Jesus Christ, my arm is dead. I'm never going to feel my arm again. Oh, my God. I should call a doctor right now. Dude, when I was a teenager, I had this weird string of of events where I would wake up. And instead of being like, oh, my leg's asleep. I can't get up and go pee in the night. It would be like, oh, let me go get up and go pee in the night. Because my legs aren't asleep, but unbeknownst to me, my leg was asleep only from the <laughs> knee down. And they're like, you, 
So you get up and you're uh, like, and you just go straight to the ground. Just huge fail right there. There's no, yep. there's no mitigating that fail. That fail is full on and it's hard and fast. And, <laughs> and it's, it's just like, there it is. It's in the middle of the night. It's loud. And, you know, you're in an apartment. So the floor is making a lot of sound. And so, yeah, I, I, I had a lot of those. I don't know why oh, man. in in my uh, later teen years that happened. Um, I sleep like a starfish. <laughs> you slowly, slowly creep. I sleep. Your I fingers sl- make you slowly creep across <laughs> the bed as you sleep. It's like real gradually. <laughs> yeah, like the back of my arms. You just slowly every... digest your wife. <laughs> yes, every night. <laughs> As you like, they make a time lapse motion of your of like your sleep documentary, and like you're you're regrowing an arm in your sleep. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, like I spread my legs really wide, and my arms are like all the way out. And I like am, science music is playing from the right, 80s, yeah. like. Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Jesse. I just wanted to jump in here at the end and ask everyone to please go to Facebook and like our page. It's called Wizard Opinions or follow us on Twitter at Wizard Opinions. It would really help us out if you did either one of those, so please do. Thanks. This thing. Oh, that works. Well, I, it's not working right now because I'm trying to do it, right? Yeah. But you can, you reach out. Oh, whoa. I'm, nope, no. Nope, and actually, I just said I was trying to do it, and it's showing me the icons that I could do it right now. And I'm going to do it just to try. And here we go. Nope, because I'm now actually trying to do it. It, it. Ladies and gentlemen, the magic of Connect. Yes, dude. No, this thing is a piece of crap when it comes to actually trying if I was if I was very zen about everything and everything I did, I wasn't really thinking about trying to do. By zen, do you mean <laughs> I'd be sober? really good at the that the connect? But because I'm always trying to do what I'm trying to do, it doesn't work. If I was very zen about it, and I was just like very naturally just like okay, let's just go. I'm sure it would work, but it doesn't do that at all. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. I like this new uh, microphone setup that I have because I feel like it really emphasizes my real voice. <laughs> <laughs>